Wolftai Soundchart. Insights and analysis from one of the leading law firms in Central, Eastern and Southeastern Europe. Hello and welcome to our podcast with the theme ESG. My name is Birgit Kramel. I'm partner at Wolf Thais and I'm specialized in real estate and sustainability law. The real estate sector is actually one of the main drivers of global carbon emissions and we guide our clients the path for reduced emissions and decarbonization of the industry. ESG, as I mentioned before, three letters that stand for environment, social and governance. And we help and advise our clients, of course, not only in the real estate industry, but throughout all our practice groups and in 13 offices. We help them and advise them in reaching ESG goals, reviewing their contracts and advise them through the regulatory jungle, be it taxonomy, ESG due diligences, green bonds, green claims, green contracts, social responsibility and labor law, human rights or governance. And further to this, our USP in the CE and SEE region is our investigations, crisis response and compliance practice. But of course, we ourselves as a law firm have also our responsibility with regard to ESG. And today we want to talk about how we as a law firm try to reach those goals and implement them in our offices. And for this, I'm very happy that our ESG manager, Jela Moore, has time to discuss this with me. Hello, Jela. Hello, and thank you for having me. Jela, do you want to introduce yourself maybe to our audience? Uh, you yourself are not a lawyer, so maybe talk about your, <laughs> your background. I'm happy to do so. This is something that is probably when saying that I'm working in a law firm, the first thing I have to say, no, I'm not a lawyer. You're absolutely correct. I'm holding a master's degree in sustainability and responsible management. My background itself is actually I'm coming from organization, project management, communication, people and culture. And through my studies, my emphasis was, is really on, as you said already, ESG. That means environmental social governance. And that also means including change management, DEY, uh, diversity, equity and inclusion measures, human rights issues, as you said. But also already I've been diving deeply into our EU regulations and what we as a company have to expect from them, uh, what, that, what kind of tasks are lying ahead of us, but also what impact we have to expect ecologically and economically as an impact on the company. So basically, that's what I'm trying to implement here at Wolf Ties as well. And I mean, we as a law firm, we are service provider. So what kind of impact do we have with regard, for example, to E? What do we have to do to reach certain goals? First of all, I think every company, no matter whether it's producing or a service provider, no matter whether it's big or small, does carry a certain kind of responsibility. It's, it's not only an economic one, it is also an ecological one, as I said already. After all, we all determine the future of our economy, of our companies. And you mentioned the environmental part. Yes, there is an impact. But before I just really go too deeply into the various environmental impacts we're having, I think it's very important also to state that all three pillars of uh, sustainability are really interdependent. So 
what we are looking at if we're talking about environmental impact, we certainly have to look into our emissions as well. Of course, it's, it's not as much probably as a producing company would have to, but we are still working. We are still actually having our impact that needs to be made visible through our greenhouse gas balance that we are currently actually doing through our energy use, for example, through IT and data uh, that we are using every single day, through whatever we are buying, the, 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 the suppliers we are deciding for, for marketing gadgets, for example, through employee commuting, but also we at Wolf Ties, we, we do actually have a lot of meetings and gatherings that are internally or even externally, they are internationally. How can we make our events more sustainable? We are currently working on them, for example, on a handbook that actually advertise a more sustainable way. And also if we provide food for events or even for our people ourselves, what impact does it have if we decide to go more regionally or seasonally or even on vegetarian? We are cleaning our offices every single day. What kind of products do we use? Is there a possibility to go more green? And most of all, something that I know is really painful for a company that works worldwide, we have to look into our business travel. It is absolutely crucial for us to see and, and meet and greet our clients directly where they are to be actually present worldwide if we want to continue working globally. But at the same time, we cannot risk to actually have a head in the sand policy and to think that everything will go on as usual. Business travel might become actually a risk for us, maybe a financial risk, but even regulations risk-wise. So it's always good to look proactively already into possibilities to adapt before actually we, we are forced for an adaption that we are probably not ready for. So basically, yes, it is about our emissions. And uh, with regard to the S, where do you see the challenges here? Especially this branch is a branch that makes it really difficult to work if you can't concentrate on your task full time. The law branch is not easy for women, if, especially if you want to really go higher up in the ranks and take over more and more responsibilities towards your clients and even your people working with you and for you. It is normal that it's expected that to be actually on, on duty all the time. But if you in a certain age and want to decide sort of like family or job, we still see that it is still an all question, which is a shame because I think our responsibility as well is give women the possibility to work flexibly and at the same time give the possibility for change of mindset that is not only a women's kind of thing that they have yeah. to look. I wanted to step in here because of I course. think we <laughs> as a law firm do have a maternity but also paternity leave. Yes, we do. And it's, it's becoming quite common that also men take this leave. So I think we are on a good path and, I, good path, yeah. and I think we were the first uh, law firm who introduced the maternity leave very back 15 or 16 years ago. I remember that quite well because I was the first one to sign it. <laughs> uh, yes, it's absolutely correct. Um, the thing is that we uh, legally and from our policies, we do have the chances and possibility, but our figures show that the higher the rank, less women are actually, like in so many other companies, are really take, uh, actually see the chance or maybe they don't see the, the possibility how to take on responsibility that still 
lies actually in the, in the hands of women. So it is not only us as a company, but it's always a question always of mindset and mind shift. And, and, it's, it's, it's and of possibilities, because possibilities, in Austria yeah. we don't have... We still don't have many kindergarten places exactly. and exactly. Um, exactly. or schools that go for the whole day, etc. So, so these, I think, challenges that yeah. we as a law firm alone cannot really... Exactly. It's a question of uh, being a role model, of um, giving possibilities, of educating and uh, knowledge transfer of people. It's change management, basically. It's change management in some parts we can do, and in some parts it's actually a question of the society itself. We are not going to change the society, but our people are part of the society. So whatever we actually give to them is something that can be given even further out. So we, again, I just come back to the responsibility as a role model. Never to underestimate it. If we are doing it right, we have the chance that it goes further. But also diversity, also or social, uh, social responsibility also claims anything that goes with, as I said already, diversity, equity, inclusion. To provide a workspace where people feel safe. It doesn't really matter so like where they come from, what religion they have, even sexuality or gender. It's not a question about that everybody needs to talk freely about it. But if somebody wants to, we provide the base and the space where they can't, where there are not any consequences because we can't do that to our clients. No, we are really supporting people if they want to be and if they want to be openly themselves. And this again is education, education for everybody. And, and we are just seeing our responsibility there. Yeah. And G as a law firm is basically uh, one of our core issues. I mean, we are de dealing with a lot of clients. So yeah. the first thing we are doing basically is always check our clients uh, with regard to anti-money laundering, yeah. know your customer, etc. Where do you see the challenges in G for us as a law firm? <laughs> I have to be honest, I think the major, and it's not only us as a law firm, it's not only us uh, in the branch, but it's, it's, it's just, I think it's Austria and, and we just had the, we had the ranking just, I think, two days ago, transparency. Uh, transparency is always a problem. And I'm not saying that we are bad on it, but I think we still have to get, like every single company, we have to go further. Transparency is always a question because people are just, we, of course, we are scared to hand out numbers, but we have to. We have to be much more open. For example, with CSRD, the Corporate Social Responsibility Directive that is will be applying for us as well will give us a framework where we can follow step by step what we really have to disclose in, in public, like every single company, yes. Maybe you want to give a short overview on this CSRD <laughs> and what <laughs> I mean, I, it, it has become effective as of the beginning of this year for for some companies, for us, as due to our size and, and the total assets we're holding, it will be effective by 2026 for the financial year of 2025. That means we will be obliged to write, audit, that's the most important thing, and publish our ESG report, our sustainability report. And this report will follow the so-called ESRS, which is the European Social Responsibility Standard, which is the framework that we have to follow step by step. So like really looking into our environmental part, into our social impact 
and into our governance impact. And it's like something like, I think, 1,000 or 1,200 data points that we have to go through, whether they are uh, applicable for us, whether we have an impact inside out and outside in, um, and then report whether there are possible positive or negative impacts. So this is going to be for the first time Again, the obligation and the requirement to, to write and publish, but most of all, just not only to write nice stories and give pictures of what we are doing and little projects here and there, but most of all, that really f concentrating on facts and figures. So for the first time, ESNG is becoming actually KPIs, a financial risk or financial chances that will be included into the annual review, into a normal kind of financial um, review on a yearly basis. When you're talking about uh, reaching some goals, etc., who should be involved everybody. here? Everybody. Everybody. Ideally, it is absolutely everybody because it's like in, in every, again, coming back to change management, if you really want to actually drive change, it needs to be supported top down and bottom up. Um, of course, it is important that I mean, everybody, you will never reach everybody, but that like the entire company is behind it. And it's most importantly that that from the very, very top, like really maybe may an advisory board or first management board or, or even the entire C-level knows what it's about, in, actually included into the business strategy of the company and not only support it, but just really proactively do something. And through that, show the rest of the company that it's A, important, and B, that there are obligations to follow. The perfect setting is that if employees and staff are on board, but to really implement change on a long-term basis and a sustainable basis, it needs to be carried actually through by uh, top management. So maybe as a last question here, where do we stand or where do you think we stand at both times? Actually quite good. There are especially from bottom up. It's, it's, I'm always so amazed how many people are standing behind measures and ideas and, and, and projects we've been initiating already. Even before I came, and the awareness here of environmental parts, but also diversity is huge. And, and it's amazing how welcome uh, new ideas are. If it goes for events, for example, as I already mentioned, uh, we've got possibilities to, for knowledge transfer. It's, it's lectures that we've been going through, especially like for last year, we had our gym uh, series, which means like, like it's a workout for your brain, where we were able to transfer knowledge for areas that are not work-related, but for example, on environmental, social and governance. That means we can educate people, we can pick up people, we can get people on board through that. We have workshops, we've got task force that really, so like uh, started doing their own ideas. And I'm always amazed how well actually people respond here. And I think it's going to be really, really important that we are finally getting our emissions calculations because um, I hope this is going to be the basis then to really get everybody on board and just really have it much more implemented from top down. Well, thank you, Jela, for these insights. Thank you for listening to our today's podcast and I for myself take with me. Everyone can do something. Yes. So I continue bicycling and taking <laughs> the public transportation <laughs> for less emissions. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you again. 
Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Wolftai Soundshot. For more information, you can contact us via email at soundshots at wolftice.com or visit our website at www.wolftice.com.